1: Good morning. I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in picturesque South St. Louis.
0: And I am uh, Pastor Jolly John LeComsky, still here in the winter wonderland of uh, Northfield, Minnesota.
1: <laughs> Can you see your breath yet?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we've probably got a foot of snow on the ground. <laughs> Yeah, you because know, we're recording this several weeks earlier. so yeah. By the time this airs, there's probably a foot of snow. Oh yeah, this is September
1: seventh, so probably <laughs> up in right. Northfield, Minnesota. <laughs> now Southfield, Minnesota, they haven't got the snow yet. Northfield, no, that's right. It's a, it's snowing <laughs> like crazy. <laughs>
0: um, you know, we we actually we are approaching the end of our time up here. Probably we're hoping we're hoping for another month, and then we'll head back in October. But uh, I, I did want to share one more wonderful thing about uh, Minnesota. Another reason why maybe you might want to come. Up here next summer matt
1: all right john um, what do you got for us we've heard about bacon we've heard about the the giant cheese curd <laughs> well
0: in austin minnesota there is the spam museum matt no <laughs> yes Yes. <laughs> a museum <laughs> dedicated to <laughs> exactly spam spam wow that's incredible and, and in fact uh, the reason I'm announcing this now, be- before we leave, is because if people want to get in touch with me, because we have Tortino Spam up here, which is a flavor that the F- the, the Philippines uh, people love. <laughs> we have Teriyaki Spam. One for you, Matt, that I'll, I'll try to bring a can home with me. Spam with bacon. How Whoa, about that?
1: What what can make <laughs> Spam better? Bacon. <laughs>
0: We got, we got smoke spam. So, you know, down there, you just don't appreciate the wonders of spam like we have it up here. No, we, in just have, we just
1: have plain old spam. So uh, is it available in all grocery stores or just at the museum?
0: Well, apparently just at the museum. So that's okay. what I'm telling you. If, if anybody needs anything, you need to get a hold of me before we come back in October. And I will bring back a collection of spam, spam. for anyone who's interested.
1: <laughs> Good thing you're not flying back. They would have charged you for
0: or an oh extra yeah! In your know. suitcase. <laughs> well, would it even get by the security? Well, oh, that's I'm true. Sure.
1: I don't know. Do they allow <laughs> spam on the planes? I'm not sure. I don't
0: think so. I think they would confiscate that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would too if I was them. <laughs>
0: there you go. There
1: you so go. So, it, it, why why is the museum there? Is that the birthplace of spam? Is that the spam uh, factory up there? What's... Hormel,
0: Hormel. Oh, okay. I think that's kind okay. of like probably the first factory that Hormel had, and so that's why the Spam Museum is located again in Austin, Minnesota. Mark that on your calendars. Put that on your bucket list.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Austin. Austin, yeah. Minnesota. If we call and ahead, not only do you- will, you, will you lead a tour for us if we call ahead?
0: Oh. Oh, there you go. Next year, oh, that could that, be your part-time man. job.
1: Do they have <laughs> you and I?
0: Will, we'll lead a tour. <laughs> we'll go to we'll go and we'll get the bacon, <laughs> the bacon flights, and we'll tour the Spam Museum. Yeah, yeah. I will
1: because talk- you know the
0: celebrities do that. Although oh, they, they usually go to the Caribbean or something like that, but you and I, yeah. will lead a tour. I, I'll talk to
1: Mark show. Hawkinson here at KFUO Mid American <laughs> Tours. We'll get a bus trip get, get the bus up to the Spam oh, Museum.
0: It'll be great. So- So, everyone listening today, you're you're the first to hear about it. (laughs) Groundbreaking, Matt and I. Let me so, know. I wouldn't mind. Uh, I think that would be fun. There we And then go. on the
1: way back we'll just uh, we'll just eat spam. We'll, we'll pass it around on the bus <laughs> and just sample the different kinds of spam. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> so okay, well I'll work on that. We we need more more places to stop. I'm sure there's other places to I'm stop sure. but so far oh, this would be great. Spam Museum and the Bacon Restaurant. We
1: can research food museums between here and Austin, Minnesota. And I'm Austin, sure there's Minnesota.
0: more. Minnesota. <laughs> All right, you got that sound effect. All right, now there's no time for foolishness. I right, had
1: cute and ready to go. Uh,
0: you knew. Not you knew
1: that, that spam is that. foolishness. No, <laughs> no, far no. from no. it, we're not implying Just, that.
0: No, it, it, We. It, it was. If it wasn't for spam, we would have lost World War II. you You'll learn <laughs> those facts there at the Spam Museum. <laughs> Little known fact. Little known fact. Spam spam that won the war. Nikita Khrushchev himself said that spam was the thing that helped us win. (laughs) Is that right? World War II, yeah. (laughs) Um, not, where are we at, Matt? Where are we at? There's i have no not one to argue to with here. Khrushchev,
1: so let's yeah. <laughs> let's go. All right, Second Timothy. Why don't we uh, open up our Bibles to Second Timothy, chapter three? Uh, again, we've been uh, looking at this book of the Bible now periodically over the past few weeks, and uh, a book that is written by the Apostle Paul, sort of a retrospective of his ministry, uh, knowing that death is. Probably coming soon. And it's probably not going to be of natural causes, but uh, death uh, at the edge of a sword, death of of martyrdom uh, of some sort. Uh, And then he writes to Timothy, young Pastor Timothy, to encourage him, to instruct him and to share some pretty personal things with them too. Uh so today we pick up with 2 Timothy chapter 3 and why don't we begin with uh verse 6, uh, verse verses well, well, 6 Matt, through 9. Matt, yeah, do you mind? go ahead.
0: Let me just kind of get the yeah. context. Let me can I start at verse 1? Please one? do. Yeah, go ahead. Cuz Sam, I'm, I'm reading here but understand this that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. So so you know, he saw ahead and he saw that there would be a day when people would start eating broccoli. <laughs> and and all the terrible things that would come from eating broccoli. We talked about that last week. We did, um, didn't we? <laughs> That's but, what Paul's no, talking it, about. It. It, I it think is it's Because he is talking about our times. These are times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, Not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. We talked about that. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, but it is—it's just what's going on in our world today. And then, as you said in verse six, it continues. How far do you want me to read Matt?
1: Well, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you said. I'm glad you set the mood there and, and kind of gave the context because uh, it's talking about people, especially there in the last few lines, having the appearance of godliness, yeah. but denying its power. So what's what's interesting? He says, avoid such people. Not not that we want to, you know, not. He's not saying don't share Jesus with others, don't right. uh, you know, like yourself and what do we talk about live under a bridge like a troll. No, he's not saying that, but he's saying uh, to avoid such people in that you don't become one of those people, right Be led into temptation exactly. if we want to uh, reference what we talked about last week here on wrestling with the basics. So then people that give the appearance of godliness and now but aren't godly and now what he gives us is an example of that type of person
0: okay. So here's an example of those who have the appearance but deny its power. And you're going to have to explain this one to me because this one really sounds weird, Matt. Um, For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of truth. Now I know we got a couple of specific names do you want me to go on to the names that he names or well, do you want to talk
1: about I mean we we could talk about the weak women if you want uh- <laughs>
0: Well, i just creep into households and capture weak women. So wow.
1: pe- people that are out to, to get people out uh, to lead them astray, right? Okay. Um, so
0: people— So they are leading them into temptation. Yeah, though. yeah, exactly. Just the opposite of the petition yeah. we had last week.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it, especially, you know, thinking about the—he's right in the first century, Roman Empire, right? So, uh, yeah, perhaps women were susceptible to this. They were at home, and maybe even their, their husband was, you know, uh, scripted to go fight in the war or, or whatever to serve in the Roman army. And so th- they're a target for these people that are seeking to lead others astray um, and then to be led astray by these worldly passions, uh, always listening and never able to arrive at knowledge of the truth. So it's this constant searching for some kind of knowledge, some kind of meaning, some kind of answers in life, but never quite arriving at it because they're looking in the wrong place. They're not looking at God's word. They're, they're certainly not looking at Jesus Christ. They're misleading people. And then again, we have that example of, of someone misleading people, opposing God. And again, maybe having that appearance of piety or of being religious, uh, but certainly are Godless.
0: You know, and, and I'm thinking about this because, boy, this is so real because there's all this stuff on the TV oh my goodness, and yeah. the radios and all these people that are saying, hey, here's the truth and proposing all kinds of crazy things for people to do. But, but yeah that taking people away from Christ away from the scripture yeah um,
1: yeah yeah i think you're right you know how do people sneak into others houses today well it's through yeah like you said it's through the television it's through the internet oh my internet. goodness the wacky yeah. stuff you find on the internet unbelievable and then people believe it people follow it people think it's the truth and uh, boy satan can work through that no doubt about
0: it and and so many of them having the appearance of godliness they they claim to be good righteous people, in fact, that they claim that that's where they're leading people to, but but it, it's not that at all. Oh my goodness, yeah, um,
1: and if people just commit, commit these heinous acts, you know, in the name of God or in the name of Allah or whatever the case might be, and and misled so often by something with a veneer of being religious or being the right thing, but it's really far from it.
0: You know, I, I'm just getting off track a little bit, but I've noticed that, that in our present culture, if somebody mentions angel... Uh, angels, automatics, mm-hmm. like, oh, these must be Christian people. But but my experience has been most people who talk about angels and focus on angels and, you know, they've got special crystals that you can buy and contact the spiritual world, they're, they're anything but but yeah. uh, Scripture or, or Christ-oriented. Yeah, um, that's a
1: great example because who talked about angels <laughs> in a wrong way? Satan did you know oh, and I, I'm thinking of Jesus temptation yeah. in the wilderness he talks about angels you know lest they lest you strike your foot against a stone right uh, the angels are protecting Jesus and and even um, Satan talks takes that beautiful truth about angels from the scriptures, that blessing from God and his messengers and twists it like you were saying to be something you know much different something that would put God to the test and in uh, your examples would lead very far from God yeah, exactly.
0: So just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth, yes. men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. But they will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all, as was that of those two men. All right. You're <laughs> you're you're the Bible guy. Yeah, do you if remember Janus and Jambres? Her, Who are these guys? Yeah. <laughs> So these I th- are I think they were at the Minnesota State Fair, weren't they? Yeah, they I think they were one of the groups. They, they, yeah. yeah. Janice and the Jambrays And the
1: Jambrays. That's right. Yeah. yeah, the tambourines. It was, it was <laughs> great, I'm sure. Oh boy. Um Yeah, so Janice and Jambrays. Yeah, if you look in your concordance in your Bible, folks, you're not gonna find them. Uh, so this is sort of according to Hebrew tradition, these were the two names of the magicians that Moses encountered the first time he goes to Pharaoh and sort of says, let my people go. So if you remember that account, it's in Exodus chapter 7. Uh, and it,
0: you, you want me to read it, Matt? Well,
1: yeah, if you have it in handy, Exodus chapter yeah. 7, verses yeah. 8 through yeah. 13. So as you, as you read this, think about how they're opposing Moses, how they're opposing the truth, how they're trying to, to mislead, how they have this veneer of holiness, of godliness, but their folly in the end is exposed. So go ahead, John.
0: So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did just as the Lord commanded. Aaron cast down his staff before Pharaoh and his servants, and it became a servant. Then Pharaoh summoned the wise men and the sorcerers. So this is Janus and Jammer. There they are. Yep. And they, the magicians of Egypt, also did the same by their secret arts. For each man cast down his staff, and they became servants. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Still, Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he would not listen to them as the Lord had said. Okay, so yeah, there's the story of Joseph and. Janus. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's uh, you know, Moses and Aaron come and uh, throw down. Aaron throws his staff; it becomes a serpent. Then his magicians do it. They do the same thing. It seems by their secret arts. So, what's the deal, John? What do you, what do you, what's your take on that? How did these guys make a staff turn into a snake?
0: Well, because the devil is powerful. No one's arguing that. Yeah, (laughs) He's the prince of this world. He can do all kinds of crazy things. That's why power and wonders and miracles are not necessarily the evidence you want to look to uh, to verify that a man comes from God. Yeah.
1: So either these guys are magicians and this was a really cool illusion and trick that that really fooled everyone or like you said and probably more likely uh, this is yeah this is the devil at work here and the same one that can make himself in that appearance of a snake as he deceives Adam and Eve well he can make these staffs appear to be snakes or become snakes even in this case. Which I think is a word of warning, too, that, yeah, we don't want to give the devil too much credit, but at the same time, yeah, he he is the ruler of this world, as Jesus says. Okay, so so these Janus and Jambries, whatever the, their names were, um, they do this. But then what else happens? Well, then Aaron staff eats their staffs, Oh no, and they're great. I love it. Oh, you know that uh, the the magicians don't get their staffs back. They go away staffless, I guess. After that one,
0: oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind oh, fun. Man.
1: So so in the end, you know, Paul's point is they're not getting very far. Their folly will be plain to all. And you wonder as they saw that what Pharaoh's court reacted. I mean, did they gasp with surprise? Did they start laughing? It these magicians, I mean, you wonder what the reaction was. But regardless, I think it was plain to all that the God of Aaron and Moses, the one true God, the Lord, is the one who's in control. He's the one who is the creator, right? Of the heavens and the earth and the snakes and staffs and and of all things. And it was plain to all that he is the one who is the Lord. He is the one who's God.
0: And th- and, and yet, and yet Pharaoh didn't get it. No, like no. you said, Matt, it seems like it should yeah. be pretty obvious. So maybe you can do tricks, but but obviously the power of Yahweh is stronger than the power of their magicians. And yet Pharaoh didn't get it. His heart was hardened and he would not listen to them.
1: Yep, and even even if god would send his own son to earth to die on a cross and would come back mm. to life three days later guess what people still don't believe it yeah and uh, that's yeah. certainly the case in paul's time in the first century and that's what he's writing to timothy about to warn him uh and it's the case today in these last days that we were just talking about that god's word is plain and now we're even more blessed in many respects we've got the whole old and new testament's written for us and all these languages accessible to us on the Internet, and still people refuse to believe. Uh, but again, Paul says, boy, uh, their folly, uh, it's going to be made plain uh, eventually, especially on the last day, the day of Jesus' return.
0: And, you know, I'm thinking that we actually have witnessed that again in, in my lifetime. You have these predominant uh, uh media preachers and they claim that they're righteous and sure. holy. And then inevitably, though, they're caught in acts of adultery or yep. they're caught because they've stolen money uh, and the truth about their various passions and their not loving good and their uh, conceit and all that, that, that becomes uh, clear. Uh, but I think your point's well taken, too. Even if that wouldn't happen in this time, it certainly will be happening. In the final judgment, as you have all those people gathered saying, When did we see you and not do these things? <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Even even in the final judgment, still boasting of how holy they were.
1: <laughs> exactly. And yeah, and I, I love Paul's words in verse 9, but they will not get, get very far. Their folly will be plain to all. And I yeah. think that really does point us to the last day, especially when, when Christ returns and it is clear to all, right? The living, the dead, Christian, non Christian, all see that Jesus is Lord and God. And the folly of those who who preach or teach, otherwise uh, their their folly is going to be exposed. yeah,
0: and I think that I think that's a great word of comfort for all of us as Christians, because in this world, it often seems like the people described here, the treacherous, the reckless, the heartless, the slanderous, those are the people that prosper. They're doing yep. oh, so yeah. well. Uh, and we who are just trying to be honest, loving Christians, people of faith, man, we have so many struggles and trials, but you're right. Uh, When you get to the end, everything will be made plain, and the last will be first, and the first will be last, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that Paul Paul speaks of that in the verses that follow, even. He speaks of some of his trials— but then his deliverance, his rescue, is the word he uses from those trials. So, if we have time, you want to read a few more verses, would, John? Okay, I would love to. Yeah, how verses far, ten, how about oh. ten through thirteen? Let's do that.
0: Okay, you, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness. What a contrast to the things listed in the verses before. Yeah,
1: yeah. and yeah, for following Paul, but Paul, of course, is following Christ. So yeah. ultimately, yeah, following Christ.
0: My persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch at Iconium at Lystra which persecutions I endured yet from them all the Lord rescued me indeed all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse deceiving and being deceived Okay
1: yeah well let's let's just take a break there so yeah um, I think affirming exactly what you're talking about uh, uh evil people imposters will go from bad to worse deceiving and being deceived that's the way it's going to be um he, and i you know as you pointed out too you know he, Timothy following Paul's teaching his conduct his, his way of life his faith his patience his steadfastness his persecutions and sufferings and then he lists these places including Lystra uh, so Timothy was from it, it seems that region of Galatia and perhaps even Lystra in particular. So Timothy probably was very familiar (laughs) with Paul's sufferings. If he didn't see them firsthand, he at least heard about them probably firsthand. Um, And especially what happened there in Lystra. Uh, We don't need to turn to it necessarily, but in Acts 14, Paul heals This man who was lame from birth couldn't walk. And then uh, remember what happens there in Lystra? They they proclaim Paul and Barnabas to be gods, right? Zeus and Hermes. And oh, boy, they're about ready to to worship them and sacrifice to them. And Paul rips apart his garments and says, no, cut this out. Well, Things switch rapidly because Jews come from other cities and start to stir up trouble against Paul and Barnabas. In fact, so much that they um, they stone Paul and they think he's even dead. <laughs> it was that bad. And so um, Timothy probably would have been familiar with that account and familiar with what took place perhaps in what was Timothy's hometown. So he knows very well what Paul's talking about here. Um, but Paul, I think most importantly here in verse 12, Uh, gives credit where credit is due. Um, He talks about—well, actually, at the very end of verse 11, he says, I endured, yet uh, from them all the Lord rescued me. The Lord rescued him. Um, And that got me thinking. Um, Okay, the Lord rescued him. Um, It sure doesn't seem like it in some ways.
0: No, no, (laughs) it doesn't, because now he's in prison, yeah. He's in
1: prison, and in this, you know, in Lystra that he mentions by name here, he was stoned almost to the point of death. You know Paul enumerates other things like shipwrecks and beatings and floggings and all these other things. So how can Paul say that the Lord has rescued him, especially as he writes this letter from prison in chains? Um so we start to think about that. Well, what do you think, John? What's what's Paul talking about here? Well, Is he delusional?
0: <laughs> you, you, well, no, no. You you've raised a good point, and I'm just where where are we going to go with this, man? How yeah, is that? How could the, he say the sure. Lord has rescued me, yeah. even as He's in prison?
1: Yeah. Well, I think you know one thing. He's he's still alive, right? He's still living. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. He was almost dead multiple times, but God rescued him from that physical death. But I think too, um, this idea that that ultimately, whether uh, a Christian for proclaiming the name of Christ uh, lives or dies. Um, is rescued ultimately. And, and we're not just talking about a physical rescue or a rescue from death, but a less rescue from eternal death, right? Uh, a rescue from their sin and from the devil. Uh, Jesus Christ has rescued us for life everlasting. And I think the beautiful thing about that is, is uh, what we hear in the way in which he's rescued us. So we have a uh, verse like Psalm 22 uh, which is quoted then, of course, uh, unknowingly quoted in the New Testament at the cross, right? Where it says, he trusts in the Lord, let the Lord deliver him, wow. let him, and there's that word, rescue him, for he delights yeah. himself in the Lord. So this idea that when Jesus is on the cross, he is the one that, guess what, is the Father does not rescue, <laughs> that he allows him to suffer and die on the cross. And because Jesus wasn't rescued from that death, we are rescued from eternal death and from our sin and from damnation. So, yeah, Paul, yeah, yeah, his life was spared, but boy, uh, he wasn't rescued from suffering. He, he knew suffering well. But, Paul, what he was rescued from is eternal death, from hell. And that's what we've East been rescued from, from the one who wasn't rescued on the cross of Calvary, uh, Jesus Christ. That's how he gives that rescue.
0: Yeah, you know, that's kind of an interesting point that— uh, um, Really, the greatest rescue that God performs is when he didn't do a yeah, miracle.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, and then, yeah.
0: yeah. exactly. Because we think that's what, what rescue has to be. He has to do some kind of miracle, some kind. And he can, and he does. Paul's alluding to that fact that he was stoned to death, but he wasn't. But, but no, the greatest rescue is, is in Christ. Uh, where, where he didn't rescue him from the suffering and the persecutions.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we, we need to hold on to that because verse 12 again says, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But boy, hold on to that rescue. The same one who rescued Paul, the same one who rescued uh, through the cross of Calvary, uh, is going to rescue you and has rescued us in uh, his dying and then is is coming back to life. So hold on to that in the midst of that that persecution uh, and that suffering that that takes place as the day approaches.
0: So we we have it. It's going to be there. That's what happens to people that are Christian. Don't be surprised by those struggles and trials, but do remember the Christ Jesus, the Lord, uh, who will rescue us and rescue Paul. And well, thank you much, Matt. And we'll continue then next week with more Second Timothy. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you want to press on Second Timothy as we uh, we approach the last chapter, chapter four, perhaps the most uh, personal chapter of the whole book.
0: This has been Wrestling Wrestling with with the the basics. Basics.